Shut up and sit down. All right, welcome back to Once You Know Me. Thanks a lot for tuning in again. If you're a listener from day one, which wasn't too long ago, I really appreciate you coming back. You've got thousands upon thousands of podcasts out there that you could go listen to. And the fact that you come here to listen to me rattle on about whatever it is I'm thinking about or whatever I'm talking about is pretty amazing. It's really humbling to me that people out there really want to hear my my stuff and kind of be here with me as I work some things out in my head, which is kind of the reason I started the podcast. So today I want to talk about my kids, not just my kids, but a little bit of the karma about being a kid and how things always come around. It's not in the same meaning, but I think about in Doctor Strange where he says the, the bill comes due. I feel like that's karma. He was saying it like if you destiny or whatever eventually somebody's going to pay for it but in my usage of that particular line it's more like how karma always finds a way to come back and give you what you gave um so when i kind of want to touch on a little bit of my childhood about some of the things i went through uh, when i was a kid and then i'll kind of get into what the way my kids are so far it's not been as bad as i was i was a terrible child I was a hellion, and anybody that was around me at that time, uh, specifically adults and, you know, of course my brothers, but um, anybody that, that knew me back then could definitely testify that I was a hellion. Up until my mom and dad got divorced, which is really weird and I think uh, kind of strange for for someone uh, to kind of calm down after a divorce or to start acting right instead of being like absolutely insane. Um, I, I think a lot of kids that go through that start acting out or they'll start, you know, kind of being more of an asshole than they were before. Uh, but it was totally opposite for me. Um, for, for instance, I, uh, I'd been in fights before my mom and dad got divorced. One in particular, when I was in kindergarten, um, I got a lot of shit when I was in kindergarten, man. Uh, we were doing a Play-Doh day at in kindergarten and we sat at those round tables that were only like two foot off the ground and you know how you've got a lot like eight chairs around this big round table and I'm putting together this little motorcycle and this kid across from me starts making fun of my motorcycle well instead of me just calling over the teacher and to tell him to stop doing that uh, I stood up walked across this table and I kicked the kid straight in the face Um, now this was back in the day when schools were allowed to paddle kids so mm, the repercussions to me kicking this kid was me just getting paddling with this little frowny paddle and I remember the teacher's name her name was Miss Horn um, but she had a little really small handheld paddle uh, it wasn't like this really big thing uh, that just had a little frowny face on it and she gave me two little pats on the butt out in the hallway and um, of course she let my parents know which got me a spanking at home too but um, I got I got two uh, for the price of one there um, also in kindergarten, I, uh, came up behind a kid at the urinal, and for some reason, he decided to take his pants all the way down to his ankles to pee in the urinal, and I thought it would be funny to take off my belt and commence to lashing him across the butt cheeks. Uh, again, uh, this sent that kid, uh, wailing out of the bathroom, probably scarred him for life, and I ended up getting another paddling, and my parents called again. Um, same year. Uh, same grade, same teacher, uh, well, outside of the classroom, that is, uh, we had this neighbor, um, she was, 
I'm not going to say her name, but she lived across from us out in the wood. Like we, well, she didn't live across from us. Her cousin did. And she'd come visit her cousin like every single day. So she practically lived there. But she was not the most liked girl in the world. Uh, but she was there and she would come over and we would play and do all this other stuff. Well, like nobody else liked her. I mean, I hung out with her and she, you know, she was like across the street. So it wasn't this big deal to play. And she always came to our house and my mom would always get annoyed at her coming over too. Um, just because of, she was an annoying girl. She was really annoying in a lot of ways. Um, but I mean, it was because she had a shitty home life. And this girl had obviously seen things that no girl should have ever seen, you know, at her age, you know, us being in kindergarten and stuff. And she had, uh, she had introduced me to what uh, French kissing is. Uh, again, kindergarten. Um, she, me and her would lock ourselves in, uh, well, we wouldn't lock ourselves, but we would close ourselves in a closet that we had and we just make out uh, for a long time. And uh, one day I got caught, my brother opened the, the closet and asked what we were doing in there. And I told him that I was showing her the radio, which was a long, ongoing joke up until, uh, well, actually, it still happens now. Uh, my brother will bring up me showing him the radio. And uh, we had this old school, you know, really large set uh, back in the day, um, like several different uh, pieces that went together to make a radio. So it was all up, all just stored up in this closet. Um, and so that was why I said uh, I'm showing her the radio. But... Uh, like I said, even to this day, I, at certain moments, my brother would reference, oh, you showing him the radio? Ha, ha, ha. Um, but uh, on top of that, he would relentlessly ridicule me for hanging out with her, and I always got picked on for that. But uh, at one point, we went into our barn. We had horses, so we had a two-story barn at the top. We would store hay, and uh, we'd go up to the top of this barn, and uh, she comes up to me, and it's like, hey, we should try to have sex. And, you know, I'm a kindergarten kid. I've never seen anything at the time, you know, TV. We had a dial TV. You had to walk up to it, and you had, like, six channels that you could dial, turn it to the TV to something. And the only thing we ever got to watch on that thing was, like, Ninja Turtles on Saturday. Um, other than that, you were out playing in the pasture, running around, doing a bunch of crazy stuff. Uh, we even had a game that... Uh, you know, most people would find disgusting, and, and now as an adult, I find disgusting, but um, we would play uh, horseshit fights. Basically, you'd go out, and you'd find these horse pellets, and you would throw them at each other. That's, you know, that's the kind of stuff that we would do instead of watching, you know, raunchy TV. And uh, so, I'm like, okay, whatever, that if that's what you want to do. And so, she, like, lays me down on the ground, and we're, like, making out like we always did. And then she starts, like, pulling my shirt down and, like, you know, kissing on my chest and stuff. And then her cousin popped his head up uh, inside the, the loft there. And he's like, what are y'all doing? And I, like, threw her off me. I was like, she was trying to get me. And she was wrestling. and Or we were wrestling. And uh, <laughs> she she gets really upset with me. Like, uh, like, I was ashamed. And, of course, I was. You know, I didn't want her to, you know... I, whatever it was that we were doing, I knew that they would make fun of me for, and I didn't want to be a part of that. And so when we get downstairs, uh, when we finally go outside, you know, it's getting kind of late in the evening, and she runs off and then comes back with this gigantic rubber strap that has the little metal hooks on the end of it. It's like a thick rubber. Most people used to, like, strap down refrigerators on the back of the truck back then. And she hits me across the face with this rubber strap. 
And I remember walking up to this girl and dotting her square in the eye. And I gave her a huge black eye. And, uh, of course, I'm the one that gets in trouble for that. You know, obviously I should have. And that was the beginning of my, of my lesson of you never hit a woman. Um, I ended up getting, like, a pretty hardcore spanking over that one. Uh, but the next day, uh, we're going to school. She's mad at me about her eye. And so she starts, you know, constantly berating me and getting on to me and, like, saying a bunch of crazy stuff as we're, like, walking into to where we're supposed to go to class. And uh, she said something about wanting to fight me. I'm like, I'm, you know, I, I got just got in trouble over this. I need you to leave me alone. And when I told her to, to leave me alone and I went to walk away, uh, she had this gigantic red backpack. Inside of this red backpack, she had one of those uh, hugs which is, or jugs, it's one of those, uh, like, plastic barrel juice drinks, but it was this gigantic one, it was, like, the size of three of those little ones put together, and she, like, Indiana Jones, this thing over her head, whips it around, and then she cracks me in the face with it, so I dotted her in the face again and gave her another black eye, so she had two black eyes from me, uh, within two days, and I got, like, several, several butt spankings over that second one, I got a spanking from my teacher, Pretty sure the principal gave me a spanking and then I got a spanking when I got home. And I'm pretty sure I got sent home early that day. Um, they they made, like, my parents came and had to take me home. So it was pretty rough. Um, you know, that that's just, that's kind of later on. That's a little bit older than what my kids are. But that's just, a you know, a precursor to how I was. And that's how I'm, kind of what I'm saying here is I'm a little bit scared whenever my kids get to that age. Now, building up to that... Obviously, I was a crazy one. Um, I was I was down to do anything, and I would run around and get into all kind of stuff. Uh, when I was my, I was about probably two or something. I think my mom said uh, she couldn't keep clothes on me. I was a uh, a constant streaker. Uh, anytime that she would uh, have me outside and she was trying to do something, she'd turn her head, and I had already pulled my diaper off, found a weak spot in the fence, climbed under it, and was running down the road butt naked. As far as I could get, um, she said. She said this was a constant occurrence. Like there was nothing, like almost nothing she could do to keep me to have clothes or keep clothes on me. And uh, and I mean, I, I remember doing stuff that you know I've never told anybody. Like um, there was one time uh, we had a uh, a chicken, and or we had went and bought like these little uh, these little black chicks, and. Uh, I don't remember why I did it. I, I I think I had just seen like Alice in Wonderland or something, and I thought that it would be cool uh, to do what the the queen does in the croquet match and kind of like hit one of the animals and have it roll like uh, like it was a ball in croquet. And I came up on this little chick. I mean, it's a little bitty chick. It's probably, I mean, you know, less than the size of a baseball. And. Uh, I came up with on it with a switch and I, sw I swung at it like I was like I was the queen and I ended up knocking the little thing's eyeball out and then I straight up lied as to what happened. Uh, I told my my parents and everybody else uh, that one of our other chickens had pecked its eye out uh, because chickens are very um, they're very particular about the chicks that they take care of and if a stray chick comes in from another chicken. Um, Sometimes they get aggressive, especially free-ranging chickens, and they could possibly do exactly what I said happened. So everybody believed it. To this day, they probably 
don't even think about it and, and probably don't even remember it. Uh, but I do. I remember specifically uh, what I did. And I remember, you know, like afterwards I felt terrible about it, but I knew that I couldn't come clean for some reason. I just, I, I didn't have it in me. Um, there were other times where, you know, I, I, that was like one of the very few instances where I was cruel to an animal. But I'm, I mean, I think in that one, it was kind of one of those things where I was thinking about doing something cartoonish and that I w it was like a life lesson that what you see in the cartoons is not in real life. Um, because I, I never tried to do that again. It's not like I went around like killing baby chicks or like swinging sticks at them. If anything, it made me way more careful around them. Um, but I mean, it, it just, you know, it's just one of those things where like I feel terrible about it now and I never told anybody what actually happened. So now I'm telling everyone, um, through my podcast before I get too far, uh, on another animal thing, uh, I used to have a thing about snakes. We, me and my brothers would always go out and catch them. Probably gave my mom about 500 heart attacks um, before she was 25. We ended up having uh, this this green snake that we had caught. And uh, it didn't last very long because eventually I grabbed his tongue and I pulled him inside out from it. And I don't, I don't remember specifically thinking about why I did it, but... Uh, my mom asked me why in the world I would do that, and um, the the story goes that I said, well, he kept sticking his tongue out at me, and so I didn't like it, and I grabbed it and pulled on it, and that was how I pulled him out. Um, again, another one of those things I feel terrible about. I'm a huge snake lover. Uh, nowadays, you could not pay me enough money to do that to, an, to a snake, um, you know, I think they're one of those very misunderstood animals out there. They're they're great pets. I've had a couple pet snakes before, and um, yeah, I, I, you know, another one of those things where I, I just feel like a horrible person for doing that. Um, but, anyways, uh, to go into a more lighted uh, light direction, um, me and my brother, uh, when I was six, I believe I was about six, and he was eight or nine, uh, we got motorcycles for Christmas and. Mine was a little Honda 50. It's like this little, uh, uh, it's an old school model. And uh, they ended up getting my brother a Honda 75, which had a clutch on it. It was a lot faster than my little 50. Um, but, you know, I like to think that I was a badass. And so I challenged my brother to a race. But they had to give me a head start around our large uh, fenced in pasture. <laughs> fenced in pasture. And. You know, they give me a pretty good lead. Like, I, you know, I got at least a 20 or 30 yard run uh, ahead of him. And uh, we're coming around the second turn. Um, and he's gaining on me. I mean, he's, there's no way I'm about to beat him. And so when he comes up next to me to pass me, you know, I'm like swerving, trying to keep him away from getting, getting beside me. And so that didn't work. And when he actually like came up to pass... I said, no way is he going to win. If I'm not going to win, no one's going to win, basically. And I crashed my bicycle, or I crashed my motorcycle directly into his on purpose. And not only did I destroy his bike, but it ripped his brand new pants, and he fucking hated me for it. 
He never was able to ride that motorcycle again. And I got mine taken away from me because I'm an asshole. And I was doing something absolutely crazy. And I probably scared my parents because they realized that I am insane. Um, but that's just, you know, just one of the many things I had done. Is one of the many things that I did when I was a kid. And, you know, looking back, I, I don't know why I did any of, like, really did most of the stuff that I did. I just, for some reason, I, I was fearless and I didn't care. You know, and it's kind of one of those things where you just figure stuff out by being a crazy person. To kind of roll into what made me think about that and what made me want to talk about that is my is my kids now. You know, I've got Jasmine, um, who is an absolute... She is just wild. She is a crazy person. She does anything she wants to do. And in her mind, she is just running at a thousand miles a minute. And she's fearless, man. She's not scared of anything. Like, you can put her on those trampoline things that they let you bounce up and down. And it kind of bungees you up into the sky. And she'll be right there next to, like, 10 and 12-year-olds. And they're, like, the the person that's in there is, like, grabbing her her belt loop and pulling her down to slingshot her up higher and she's going like as high as these things can possibly go and she's just laughing and pointing up at the sky and like just being crazy loving it and then there's like these 10 or 12 year olds that are like next to her barely going off the ground and they are bawling their eyes out from fear and they just cannot handle it but she doesn't care i took her to the fair the other day she like begs me to go into the haunted onto the haunted house. Like she's like, I want to go in the haunted house. I'm like, no, we can't go in there. I don't want you to be scared. She's like, I won't be scared, Daddy. They're not real. I'm like, yeah, but then I don't want you to be scared later whenever we get home. Like she goes in there. They've got like dark corridors. She's like walking slow, but she's still kind of like not giving a shit. Um, and the only thing that really happened, they had like this skeleton in a cage, and it had a loud, like a really loud uh, foghorn right there next to it. And so they blow the horn, and she comes out there. She's like, ah, that was really loud, Daddy. And that was it. Like, she wasn't scared. She didn't care about the haunted rise. I'm like, all right, well, we'll see we'll, you know, see if if that uh, Ferris wheel will do anything. So we get on this Ferris wheel, and we're, like, spinning up, and we go all the way up to the top. And she's just sitting there talking, smiling, looking out, going, whoa, and never once got scared. She is the absolute opposite of, to, of her mom. I, I got on a Ferris wheel with, with Jessica once. And I will never do that again because she was literally grabbing at my arm so hard she peeled skin off of my arm because she was so afraid and she wouldn't look up. She wouldn't even look out from, from where her arm was planted so hard into the crevice of my arm and chest. Like she was freaking the hell out. And, and, and Jasmine don't care. She don't give a shit. She'll get up there. She'll swing around that Ferris wheel like they ain't nobody's business, man. Um... But that's just like who she is. She she's a very sensual girl. Um, she there were there's been times where you know we've just Jessica and I have looked at each other and like oh Jesus Christ if we're not careful this girl is going to be a stripper. I mean she's she's very touchy um, on herself and there's times where you know it's just I I don't want to get too far into it but it just trust me she is and. She is way too much into her body. <laughs> she, well, I'll say, I'll say she'll, there's times she'll come into the room and she's going to tell you a story, but you can't 
understand or pay attention to any of what she's saying because she's twisting her nipples off. And you're like, why are you trying to tell me a story with your nipples an inch away from your chest? Let them go and then try again. Like it's, it's crazy. You know, move, moving away from that, we're getting into Joseph. And Joseph's doing what I used to do. Uh, he's at the stage where he doesn't like to wear a diaper and he doesn't want to wear clothes. And so right now, I'm four and a half hours away from home. And Jessica sends me a picture where he has ripped off his diaper and he's got one leg propped up on her and then the other one is playing with his balls. And it is the best picture ever because her face it just encompasses how irritated she is that she has another me to deal with at the house and I'm not even there. <laughs> but, like, Joseph's at the stage right now where destruction to him is, is learning but it's also enjoyable. Like, he's he's almost like uh, Lord Zorg off of the Fifth Element, where he, like, scoops the glass into the floor and it breaks, and he's, like, proud of the things that go into motion to clean those things up. And he's got, like, this little miniature elephant-looking thing that, like, comes by and scoops stuff up, and, you know, just all of... He's like, there's life, creating life through destruction. And I think that's what Joseph thinks. Like, as soon as he pulls all of the books off the bookshelf, or he throws freshly folded clothes onto the floor, he, he sees mom and dad frantically getting up and cleaning it up and making sure that everything's put back into its proper place. And as soon as we're done, he looks at it, and then he's like, nope, that shit goes in the floor, and he starts ripping it off and throwing it in the floor again. So, you know, I, I think that my kids are way too much like me. And I think that it's going to end up biting me in the ass. And here I am telling you that that's what's going to happen. And, I, you know, I, all you can really do at this point is kind of laugh about it and enjoy the ride and hope that they don't kill themselves or get into too much trouble from what they're doing. Um, with Jasmine, you know, my everyday fear is someone getting her or, you know, picking her up and taking her away because she... You know, she doesn't meet a stranger and, you know, that whole, like, she, she wants to hug on people and, you know, give kisses and say hi. And she just goes up to anybody, introduces herself. And it's, it's even worse now because she's at, like, the perfect height of where the average person that she comes up to, when any stranger that she runs up to give a hug to, she is face planting their, their crotch. She is rubbing her face deep into their crotch to give them the biggest hug that she can, and everyone is uncomfortable with it. They are uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. No one in the vicinity is comfortable. It is just a rough situation for everybody, and all you can do is apologize and tell her to leave the strangers alone. That kind of that like worries me and bothers me and makes me think, man, what the fuck am I going to do if somebody decides to be like, oh, hey, you want to come over here and give me some hugs in my van? And she'll be like, yeah, let's go hug in your van. You know, so I got to keep a close eye on her, man. It's, it's going to be rough. And it, it is rough. Like, it's to the point now where she can run and she likes to go out and, and do stuff outside. And all it would take is that one, one instance. And that shit just keeps me up at night, man. It's super frustrating, you know, trying to explain to her what a stranger is. But you want her to be a good person. 
an personable person. You don't want her to be an introvert. You want her to be extroverted so she can, you know, meet people and experience things. I just don't want her to experience some 40-year-old dude who has a thing for girls that like to twist their own nipples, you know? So, we're working on it. We're getting there. It's just really, really fucking hard. And, you know, with, with Joseph, it's just, you know, he's not hard to deal with right now. He's too little to really get out and do anything. But it's just, man, I can just see the monetary value of everything I own going into the shitter. Because he's going to break a lot of shit. It's going to be rough at the house. And and the amount of money that he's going to cost for food is, is just going to be astronomical. That kid will go through over two dozen bananas in a four or five day period with no with no sweat. And that's in between meals and in between other snacks. He is crushing food. So, you know, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with that. But, you know, we're trying to figure it out just like everybody else does at this point in life. Uh, I just know that I better brace for impact because things are only going to get worse. It took a long time for things to get straight with me. And I'm hoping that my kids will turn around without me and Jessica having to get a divorce to do it. Anyways, that's that's all the time I've got tonight. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna end it right there. I really appreciate you again. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for hanging out with me. Thanks for uh, for listening. Uh, I hope you got a couple laughs out of out of my misery. And uh, until next time, keep up with what we're doing on the Facebook page. Once you know me, podcast. Like I said, if you've got anything you want me to talk about, or if you got any questions, or uh, you know feedback. Please give it to me there, and once we get the emails up and stuff, we'll, we'll be able to get the emails in, and, and we'll read them off and, and answer them from here. So, all right, talk to you guys later.